Yeah. 
my dear son See the truth, be the growth of one Apasto, teach me, teach me all your ways Don't leave me hanging, don't leave me
Everybody has really is is sachlibi the sorasecha to open up our hearts and one of the blessings that that music and the blessing of you know sitting together sorry whoever that was the blessing of of sometimes no words. What words do many times is it uh, boxes a person in and it makes it ironic because words are there to express. But the irony is is that sometimes words are the furthest thing uh, to what we want to express because words are not emotion. Emotion is just, you know, a feeling inside, you know, uh, uh, a tune. A sound. It's like sometimes when you're with someone who you feel close to, the greatest thing um, is uh, not to say, not to talk, and not to say anything, and just to be with that person. Why? Because the second you start talking, I don't know if you've ever had this, but sometimes like you're in a great moment. I'm sure you guys have this because you're. Uh, because you're people and you're also young when you're, uh, you're younger and teenagers and you're sitting, uh, you know, around and you're on a trip and you're trying to like, to like capture the moment and it's like that guy starts talking who's on the trip with you or he's in the car or he's in the caravan or wherever he is and the guy's starting to talk and you're like, would you just say GT up? Like, I just want to like enjoy the moment. I just want to like be here, and it's almost like one of those things. Um, I mentioned this to to a family mem- member um, over Shabbos two Shabbosim ago when I was at a simcha, and you know, you know, everyone's taking pictures and taking pictures. Let's capture the moment. Like, how do we capture the moment? And I said it's ironic, um, especially with the cell phones, with the smartphones. I said it's ironic because by capturing the moment you lose the moment. You lose the moment because you're trying to capture the moment. I think in physics, I'm not a big physics guy. I don't know if somebody here um, is uh, Yisrael. You probably know physics. Uh, the, the guy, uh, someone who knows physics, there's a certain 
uh, principle in physics, I don't know if it has a name to it, I'm sure it does, is that the second, you're me- you're, the second you begin to measure something, so then you lose the measurement. Meaning the second something's going so fast, the second you begin to measure it, then you already lost it. So it's very similar when it comes to emotions and it comes to, you know, sometimes, you know, when you say something and you uh, want to capture a moment, you sort of lose the moment. And the beauty of sometimes just closing your eyes and the beauty of just feeling and not saying and not talking and just being in that moment is really the beginning and the end of it all. It's like that is it. Like, that's it. And what's crazy about life is life is just a lot of little moments. It's a lot of little moments of life. Seconds, minutes, days, weeks, months, years. And what happens many times is we just lose, we lose the moment. We lose the ability to stop and to press pause and to say, wait one second, like, I'm actually here right now. I'm actually here. Like I exist in this moment and it's happening. My life is actually happening. It's one of the sad things that people go through when they face, it's one of the reasons why it says, you know, it's better to go to a house of mourning than it is to go to a wedding. Right? Shlomo Amel said that. Tov leleches lebeis avel lebeis misha. Why is it better to go to a place where somebody died than it is to go to a wedding? Of course it's better to go to a wedding. And the answer is no, because sometimes when you when there's death and there's and there's reality, which is there's no greater reality than death. So when a person realizes that he's going to die, and now death, I just want to say, right, this is also very important. Death also does not mean just physical death. I've spoken about this before. Death is today. Today is going to die. This shear is going to die when it's over. It will never ever exist ever again. That moment of singing, you know, one day and Moshe's song, Achas, I don't know if you have a name for the song yet, but a beautiful song, beautiful song, Moshe. Beautiful, beautiful song. Beautiful, beautiful. Very, very special song. And Avi, I mean, I could... Uh, you know, I could, uh, you know, Avi could go on concert and I'm, I'm, I'll buy me a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or, right? Avi, get up on stage. So those moments, now those moments, right? Truly, those moments, th- this moment nev- will never, ever, ever exist ever again. This year will never, ever exist. Now, tomorrow we might have, we might have another one, God willing. And there'll be another uh, Tuesday. And then another, hopefully, hopefully, we don't know what tomorrow brings. But when a person taps in to, to, uh, to now as much as he can, and he taps in to, you know, to where he is, and that's, it's interesting. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that today. We'll talk, we'll, uh, we'll mention some, some well, you know, we'll start with the Hagdama to the purity of speech. And then I'll, I'll mention something. I actually want to mention Moshe on the song. And I, again, I didn't see exactly where you wrote it from, but I'm saying I know more or less in the Silsi Sharm because you said you got it from there. Um, the uh, Hagdama 
an introduction to speaking Lashon Hara. To speaking Lashon Hara. Um, you know what, I'm going to mention this. Um, I, um, I spoke this morning with Ellie um, uh, Wurdenthal and his father. And he said a great, his father said a great line um, to compliment Ellie, and I'm saying it publicly. Um, I hope Ellie won't mind. I'm sure he won't because it's a big compliment. Is that his, this is what his father said. His father said that I spent Shabbos, we were spending Shabbos together, and, and Ellie was talking to me about something, and he said, Dad, Abba, whatever he calls him, he says, I just want to tell you, since I came to this yeshiva, this, in this yeshiva, we do not talk about other people. We don't speak Lashon Hara. And he says, I'm going to tell you a story, but I will not mention the person's name because I don't speak Lashon Hara. And I was like, yes. How amazing. I was like, I was like, I was, I was like that's, that's victory. Why is that victory? It's victory because if that's the only thing, this is the Hakdama that I'm going to say for today. Right? I say two things about, about what, what, I, what I hope to give over um, to all of you as much as I can. And it's not a contradiction. Not, not a contradiction, it's one and the same. Right? I hope you'll be a great husband. That's it. I hope you'll be a great husband. Now someone's going to say, oh, but I want to be a good father. Okay, so I'm going to put this in there and this is a tough, this is a tough bar to put up, but I'm going to put it up. I don't believe you could be such, I believe you could be a good father, but if you really want to be a great father, you're going to have to be a good husband. You're going to have to be a good husband. Now, people don't like that all the time because uh, that's, that's a lot to expect from someone. It's not only to be a good husband, but to be a good father. But I'm going to start with being a good husband. If everybody knows there's one thing, whether you're going to learn, and you know the guys who, are, who get married, they know I ask them this question every time no matter how long they're married. And I say, how is the main thing going? How is the main thing going? And everybody knows that that means, I spoke to someone last night, and I think you heard the conversation. Not, not that second conversation. I know what you're about. Right? I spoke to someone, I said, how are you, the guy's married. I said, how are you doing? After he told me marriage is going great and he's taking care of his wife and he's being a good <coughs> husband, then I asked him, well, how's your learning? How's Parnassah? Because that's the most important thing. The most important thing is going to be your relationship with your wife. It's going to be the most important thing. Now, now, the only way you're going to accomplish that is if you mind your own business. Because if you're living in someone else's business, if you're living in your neighbor's business, if you're living in your boss's business, if you're living in your, everybody else's business, the whole world, you don't have time and energy to invest in the most important relationship that you will have. And that is with yourself, because that we know, right? That we know also. If you don't heal yourself, there's no way you're going to be a good husband. How are you going to be a good husband if you're bleeding on the person who didn't cut you? Because if you're still hurt and you don't heal from your stuff, how, how, so first of all, you're not going to be able to attract Right? These are all things just to chaz over. You will not attract a, a woman who's on a high level. The reason you're not going to attract a woman who's on a high level 
is because you get what you pay for and you attract what you are. So if you are a toxic, I spoke to someone about this this morning, it was a great conversation, and there's a person who works on himself and works on relationships, who's always working on relationships and working on himself, which is one of the same, and we attract, when you attract, when you're unhealthy, meaning, sorry to do this to your friends, if you're hanging around people who are, who are quote-unquote low-level people who are not healthy people, that doesn't say anything about the people. It says something about you. If your roommate is, uh, is, is, uh, is, is, is the people you're hanging around with are doing stupid things, it's not, a pro, it's not a kasha on them. It's not a question on them. It's a question on you. Why am I hanging around with somebody? Now someone's going to say, oh, because we love everybody. We Chill out. Don't, don't, don't give me that baloney. It's not because you love everybody. Okay, when you become a rabbi or you work in, uh, in this yeshiva, you work you know, uh, in, in Waterbury, you work somewhere else, and, you're, and, you're, and your job is to love everybody, then good, then, then, then I agree with you. But when you're hanging out with someone, you're saying, oh yeah, because I have to accept, accept everybody, that's a bunch of baloney in my opinion. If somebody wants to challenge me on that, I would love to be, be wrong about that. But I personally think that I'm right. Um, so, so you're going to attract someone who's not a well person. So if you're going to be in a relationship, so you need two people. Okay, we're going to a little bit shalom bias. I didn't think I was going to go here, but Hashem is, uh, is guiding me here. This is my big, you hear no from the guys, I don't know who's here. What? No mic too. That's fine. It's, it's good for people to hear this. Right? The, um, <clears throat> in Shalom Bayes, I say this all the time. I say this, I think, when it comes to uh, someone drinking, uh, you know, your wife, uh, you know, I want my wife to be drinking. I want to have a beer with her. This is what I always say to that, besides the stupidity of that. But what I say is like this. First, you need, first, you have to become healthy yourself. Which is, a lo- which is a hard job to do. You have to be somebody who works on himself. You have to be like, how hard do you think? Speak to Yaakov Coco. How hard do you think? Yaakov makes it look good. Yaakov makes it look easy. It's not, it's, not, it's not good. It's not easy. It's hard. He works on himself. He works on himself. He may look and make it look. He could be good for a commercial. Right? <laughs> Just like Yaakov, right? That was the... I want to be like Yaakov, right? That was the... Right? Just like Mike. But, but, but the shot is like this. You work, you work on yourself. That's, that's, that in itself is an entire power... That, that takes a lot of time. It takes humility. Oh, Avi, we've got to do it. Go. It takes humility and courage. Hashem, so Hashem, help us. Here you go. Hashem, please help me. Help us, all of us. Help us um, to accept the people we cannot change. The courage, you added in something here. Yeah, the courage and humility. That's what got me triggered on this. The courage and the humility. To change the one I can. Right. And the wisdom to know that person's me. Right. Beautiful. So listen to know, I got a check, I got, and that's a, that's a lifetime of work. And I want to say one, I'm going to add one thing and then we'll get to the, then we got to get to the other person. Ready for this? Think about the odds of this. 
So I gotta, I gotta be focused on myself. I gotta make sure that I'm gonna change. I gotta invest in myself to change. Not only that, you could be, you could be working harder, but not working smarter. And the change, this is gonna scare somebody or some of you, which I'm happy it will a little bit, is that you could be thinking you're changing, but it could be you're missing, you're missing things. It could be missing things. That's what we spoke about yesterday. So we got that yesterday. That's why you need other people to guide you. And with the, and every and if people are agreeing with you, you got to be careful. I'm telling you, if everybody's agreeing with you, you got to be careful. You want to be challenged by somebody. You want to be challenged by somebody. Because if you're not challenged by somebody, then you're very possibly in denial, which stands for don't even notice I am lying. So you don't even know that you're in denial. You don't even know that you're living. And you're trying. You're like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. But it could be you're in denial. So that's a little, that's also difficult. Then, the girl that you're marrying has to be on the same page as you. She has to be the same thing. And then you're doing that together. That's, that's a tall order. And where does that begin? It begins with Lashon Hara. And I'll tell you why it begins with Lashon Hara. Because how much time does a person have? How much time? And you look at, you look at the world around us. And you look at the, the media and the, um, the brainwashing of the world of, of what life is and what things are supposed to be and what's important and what's not important. And, and, and it takes away so much time takes away so much time. It's funny, I was speaking, um, I was speaking when I was, when I, last week when I was in America, and I, and I, uh, I went to, to Durham, and I met with, with Rabbi Kalish, and we met, we met with, with, with somebody. It was a great meeting. And one of the things that, that, that was brought up, and this is so powerful, and those of you who've been in, in, a, in a program who have been in, in, in rehab, um, one of the things that, that Rabbi Kalish actually mentioned, and I thought it was such a great point, is that one of the benefits of, of being totally immersed in your own work and your own life self and totally immersed with nothing else going on is the fact that you're not racing against anything. And you're totally in a place that there's no time, there's no morning, there's no night, there's no I gotta do this, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I'm in competition to get somewhere. The whole entire focus is to become healthier and well. And just that concept that I got nowhere to go, I got nobody, I'm not missing, you know, it's like the guy. Right, we spoke about it today a little bit. But the guy who, right, he loses his his phone for a for a day and or two days, and he's all nervous and tense about all the WhatsApps that he missed and all the stuff that he missed. And then he turns his phone on and he realizes he didn't miss anything. Right, I had that actually recently. I I didn't go. I did. I went on a before before um, before the war. I deleted finally. So minishmine. I deleted 
before the war for maybe a couple months. I think I mentioned it here. I finally deleted my, I had one um, news thing, Yeshiva World News. I couldn't let go of it. I had no idea why I couldn't let go of it, but I couldn't let go of it. And I finally deleted it. This was, thank you. And I was like, I was like, this is awesome. Then the war came, so I have the I have the war to blame. Um, but I said, you know what? I did want to hear what was going on. I thought it was important. And then I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm done. I can't. So for the last three weeks, about I don't have it. I don't have it tracked. But I think it was about three weeks. I also did not go on the news. The last three weeks, I'm telling you, it changed my life again. And I'm like, I don't need to hear anything. If I need to hear something, I'll, I'll hear something, right? And then I think it was Arab Shabbos. I said, you know what? I, uh, I'm, I'm human. I'm like, let me check what I'm, what I'm missing. And I checked this, and I'm like, I'm not missing anything. I was like, yes. I was so happy. I was so happy because what happens in life is we 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 have this we have this dimmion which means we're delusion. We have this delusion that we're missing something. I'm missing something. I'm missing something over there. Right? That's why people get nervous when they're in yeshiva and they're learning. They're like, when am I going to get into the real world? And when am I going to really deal with what? What are you going to really deal with? Know what that means? Know what that means when someone says, when are you getting out into the real world? You know what the translation of that? When anyone says, when are you getting into the real world? It means one thing and one thing only. When are you going to make money? Because if someone made money without being in the real world, they'd be like, oh great, good for that guy. If you had a lot of money and you were, uh, you were able to, on all these, uh, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not uh, encouraging gambling, but if you're able to go on these apps nowadays uh, and, and gamble and make a lot of money and sit in yeshiva all day and make a lot of money, they say, oh, oh, shh, shh, you know, he gives a lot of tzedakah. So when someone says, You're, you got to get into the real world, all that means is, how much, when are you ready to make a, a, a good living? But there is no other real world. What's the real world? What does the real world mean? The real world is Harvard University. That's the real world. What's the real world? What has the real world become now? The real world is free Palestine. Is that the real world? You want to ask yourself that. What does that mean? You've got to get into the real world now. Now what are you going to say? It used to be, what's the real world? We don't know what a boy is. We don't know what a girl is. We're not sure what this is. Now, it got much more sophisticated. Now we don't know who's a murderer and who's not a murderer anymore. What's, what's innocent and what's guilty? Israel, right? And they'll do that. And it, it, it will affect your brain. Right? Is Israel also guilty? Occupation? A bunch of, bunch of baloney. That's the real world. That's what the real world is saying. But when a person works on himself, this is what happens. When a person works on himself, when a person finally gets in touch with himself, oh, so that was what I was saying. What, what the conversation was, when you go to, and if anybody here who's been to rehab, or has been to a program who wants to just validate what I'm saying, or share what I'm saying. You don't have to. I myself never was Zocha to go to rehab. But, 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 um, but anyone who's been in an environment, and I mean that for real, anybody who's been in an environment where the whole entire purpose is to, to, to work on myself. The whole entire... Now I think this yeshiva, Baruch Hashem, I don't know if we could call ourselves a rehab, but, uh, but uh, in a certain way... Baruch Hashem, 
It's a, it's a place. And this shear and us getting together is a place where we can try and stop the clock and stop the, 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 the outside world and stop for a second and say, okay, how could, I, how could I get in touch with myself? How could I get in touch? How is it going to be that me and my wife are going to sit at our kitchen table or our dining room table and I'm going to be able to listen to what she has to say and she's going to listen to what I have to say. How am I going to learn? Where am I going to learn how to do that? How am I going to learn when my wife says something that triggers me, that drives me crazy? I just spoke to someone today about this. Right? I spoke to a few people about this when they go home. What, what triggers you about your mom? What triggers you about your father? Because I promise you, I promise you, Whatever triggers you about your mother, whatever triggers you about your father, whatever, whatever triggers you about your older brother or your sister or dot, 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 I promise you, this is a guarantee, this is not a curse, it will trigger you about your wife and will trigger you about your son and your daughter and your brother-in-law and your father-in-law and your mother-in-law, for sure your mother-in-law, and all of the, the people who you're going to interact because triggers... Transfer. Oh, I just made that up. I like that. Triggers transfer. Triggers. It's a new one. We got. We got a new one, guys. Triggers transfer. It's not. A, it's not. It's called transference. In psychology, it's called transference. People who have trouble. Okay, we're getting. Uh, we're gonna get deeper over here, and then I'll then I'll wrap it up um, to hear you guys. Triggers transfer. You know what that means? It basically means if you have trouble with males. You have trouble with men in certain, in certain emotional ways. Usually that comes from the men and the males in your life. You don't have to be a, a rocket uh, psychologist to, to, to know that. That, that. that if you have trouble with women, it's out of a transference you're triggered from the, the primary women in your life. That's the way it goes. Vice Whether versa, you like vice, it... Vice versa, if you're good with women... Or you're correct. Good. But it's not that if you're good... It's, it so comes... No, it comes from... It comes from a, 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 a primary... From, 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 somewhere, from somewhere deeper. So if you're, if you're not good... A lot of times... Avrami, just to mention that... A lot of times people, I think I've spoken about this with myself, a lot of people are more comfortable with, with one gender over another gender. A lot of people are more, are able to assert themselves with one gender and not with another gender, with types of people. And there's a, that's, that's okay. That's okay. But you have to know where that comes from because it will manifest itself in all your relationships that you have. Okay, question, comments. What does that have to do with, with, uh, with purity of speech? What it has to do with purity of speech, and then I'll get to the comments, is that you got to stop focusing on other people. you got to try and really, really dig deep into yourself and figure yourself out. Figure yourself out. Understand yourself. Spend time as much as you can. I can't begin to tell you how important it is. Not just a half hour a day, not just an hour a day, not just as much as you can to learn yourself, 
to understand yourselves and to be humble to hear other people. If you can't hear other people point out your flaws, you're in big trouble, I'm just telling you. And if you argue with people about things that are, might be true about you, people, people mistake, I'm not going to go into that right now, people mistake trusting themselves and being able to listen to somebody else explain to them about, about themselves. People think that those are, those are separate things. They're not separate things. Put, put that on the side. Someone put that on the side. Trusting yourself and being able to listen to someone else help you understand yourself are not, is not a contradiction at all. That's for a different, a different day. Okay, we have Ari, Shlaimi, Yehuda. Go. Yeah, yeah, go. One of you, yeah. Uh, first off, uh, I would love to ramble on all the topics that you shared about. Um, <laughs> but one particular that called me was obviously you shared about like, people being in, in rehab and stuff. Um, and I'd love to share about this, not that I wouldn't want to. Um, is that I've done my time successfully twice okay. in, in two different facilities. One in the States and one, you know, Baruch Shem, I was able to be there. And when Rebbe would come for Shabbos, every time he would be, he, he would give like this whole speech. And then the thing, one of the most important things you would emphasize in each single speech was two things. One was you're not missing anything. And every single time we would have on a Friday where we would get our phones and I'd be like checking my WhatsApp and you were not wrong. I wasn't missing anything. And I had absolutely no care in the world. Um, two was you created the place for everybody. You made this place for if, it, if, the, if the old city or yeshiva was able to be just for one person, one person was able to, to be successful in their life, then it was worth it. And um, so too, that's, it was like when in the beginning of when I came back, when I was coming back to yeshiva setting, and I, was think, I think about it more today, it's like obviously I'm going to want to come to yeshiva. There's no other place I would rather be because I'm not missing anything if I go start work. Because you were saying like, you know, most guys, they go start working and they go start their life. I'm like... I'm not missing anything else. And I'm just kind of validating that point for, because I felt validated by it. Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yehuda? Hey, I go. Yeah, it's kind of like the reaction of like the people you have in your life. It's not like a trigger that's transferring somewhere. It's like, oh, this guy had this trigger, now I'm going to have the same one. Oh, because, I'll tell you what, because if your wife does something totally innocent, but you're, you're still wounded from, from your mother, and she just reminds you of that. Oh, it transfers to other people, you're saying. It transfers to your wife. Meanwhile, she did nothing wrong. Or if your, or if your, your, you know, your boss does something that reminds you of your father or your older brother or somebody, yeah. and you, and you're all anxious because your boss said something to you. All he did was tell you, you know, I don't think you did a good job. You need to, you know, do a better job. And you're like, oh gosh, you know, I can never be enough for my boss. Like, oh, chill out. All he did was, right, that's really, that's called transferring. I like that. I thought it was a little schwer when you first said it because it just didn't make so much sense. But like, yeah, it's Thank you.
the way Reverend was describing it, life seems very scary. That's all I want yes. to say. Yes, well said. Well said. Yes, Ari just said a great line. That's ironic. Because Ari started off by saying, I don't, I don't think I have anything really smart to say, so it's ironic. That's actually probably a very, very uh, wise, I like that word better, wise thing to say. That yes, life is scary, because it is scary. And marriage is scary, because it is scary. And raising children is scary, because it is scary. So someone's going to say, oh, Rabbi Fisher, you're being so negative and you're scaring us. Good. I hope so. Not the negative part. And I'm not being negative. Because it is. Because life is real. And things are not going to go your way. And your wife is going to trigger you. And wait till you get to kids. We didn't even get to kids. Wait till you talk to your kids. Wait till you, wait till you literally don't like one of your kids. Oh, no, can't be, can't be. Yeah, just wait. You'll come to me in 15 years. You'll say, how did you know? Well, because it's from your wife's side. Just kidding. But, that, <laughs> no, but, what, but, that, but that's what you're going to say. That's what you're going to say. Why is everybody laughing? Because you know that that's what you're going to say. Been there, done that. And you could swear. I've seen people. Ari, ready for this? I've seen people. And it could be this is a sad topic to talk about. But this is scary. I've seen parents hurt their children, not on purpose, all in the name of, I'm right. Who said that? Love. I love my child. I heard a mother say, I'm afraid to say it. I don't know if she listens to this year, but I don't know. So maybe I should say it for real. I remember hearing, I remember hearing, I remember hearing a mother tell me, from advice that she got from a Rebbitzin. This is scary. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. She was telling the, the, the daughter, that she was telling the mother about Akedas Yitzchak. Sometimes you got to do... You heard this? You know what I'm talking about? From keeping it real. He said it in keeping it real? So he probably, heard, he probably heard it from me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Akedas Yitzchak? First of all, Yitzchak, he, he never ended up killing him. You're killing your son. <laughs> That's cracked. <laughs> what? Yes, we call it murder. Yes. And again, we love the mothers and we love everybody. I'm not chas v'shalom. I'm not chas v'shalom. We're not blaming anyone. We're not saying that mothers aren't incredible and fathers are incredible and your parents are incredible and all parents are incredible, blah, blah, blah. But it's scary. Because all in the name of God, and then, for, and then you go to religion, forget about it. Look what religion does. Religion, kids, religion, all in the name of God, I'm willing to, oh, but at the end of the day, that's why one of my favorite lines, one of my favorite lines, I said this to a parenting uh, thing in Ramat Bechemesh last year. Got to get the quote, sorry. Great quote. Why is someone calling me as I'm looking for my quote? See you later. One second. Here we go. Here's the quote. One of my favorite quotes. And this is so important. I said it this morning. I was actually talking to your brother. We spoke about this. And I said, listen to this, guys. This is one of my favorite. I gave this. My sister was speaking um, the, other, the other day in, uh, from those from Baltimore in, in, uh, in, uh, in Sher Sapleta. And I told her to say this line to them, and she said it. Don't push Hashem into your children's hearts. 
bring them into your heart. And if Hashem is there, they'll find Him. So now I'm saying this to you guys as well. Right? That power? So, so yes. Because what happens? You're sitting there and you'll go to the rabbi. It could be the rabbi. We love rabbis. But it could be the rabbi is going to say, sometimes you've got to sacrifice your child for what's right. Okay. He'll bring you a lot of rides and he'll stroke his beard. I'm telling you, Ari. Okay, good. But you know, but Ari, but once it becomes, once it becomes personal, once it becomes personal, and once it becomes a trigger, then you can't think straight anymore. You can't think straight. I can't think straight. Right? We were talking last night about this. I can't think straight when it comes to my children. And I don't trust myself when it comes to my children. That's why I tell my children, have rebellion. Have other people. Because a father is always going to be nogea about his child. A mother is always going to be nogea. And that doesn't mean you can't love your child. And you've you got to love your child. You've got to be there for your child. But it's very, very dangerous. Yeah, go, Ari. I, it's, maybe it's triggering me the way Rebbe's saying it yeah. is that it seems like it's not so doable. What's not doable? To be a good husband, be a good father. No, it's very it doable. It's so hard. It is hard. It is do- what's, what's easier, to make $10 million or to be a good husband and a good father? Make $10 million. Why? Be a good husband and father. Wait, wait, which one? I, would I ask easier or harder? Which one's hard? What's harder? Make $10 million. No! <laughs> For me it is. No, it's not. I can't make $10 million. Can't make $10 million. How hard is it to make $10 million? It's hard. So what are we supposed to do? You're, you're listening. You're, take notes. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? So what's the answer? The answer is, okay, I'm, I'm messed over. That's it? No. Get to work. You are getting to work. Binyamin principal. Where's Binyamin? I need you. Oh, for real. Zach said yesterday a great line. Zach said goals are great not just for the future, but goals are great for the past. That's the Binyamin principle. Goals are great for the past because it makes you realize how much you've grown. So yes, Ari, yes. I'm going to scare everybody because it's scary. And this is the line I said, maybe I don't say it enough. I have good news, and for those who heard it, I haven't said it enough if I have to even question myself. I have good news, and I have bad news. Have you heard this one from me, Ari? What's the, well, we'll start with the bad news. What's with the bad news? Assume you're going to be a terrible father. Not, not assume. You're going to be. Okay. <laughs> not, not assume. The bad news is you're going to be a bad father. You're going to be a bad husband. Right? Out of 10, out of 10 people... Percentage-wise, how many people get divorced? Five or six. Five. By the time you, yeah, five. And the other five, how many people? How many people have a good marriage? One. One. Not okay, even. great. So let's count the people here. Yeah, for sure. Similar. Similar. Three. You want to go three or four? How many people have great marriages? Great marriages. Not not. Who said that? One out of fifty. Zero. Not a lot. So you're going to say, oh, why am I being so negative? Not being negative. I'd rather have, that's the bad news. The bad news is, I'm going, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you were at a chasna and you saw 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds filling, we do shot glasses. I had this at the, I had this at the simple that I was at. They were pouring this. I said, I want a shot glass. 
I wasn't talking to you guys. I was talking to people older than me. They're filling up their cups. Why would, why would that change? What, pornography suddenly is going to become, oh, I'm not looking at pornography because I'm, I'm 30 years old, because I'm 40 years old. The green kiddishes, by your time, they'll have orange kiddishes. I don't know what the, I don't know what they'll have. <laughs> what kind of kiddishes they'll, they'll have? The drinking, the, the that. Why, why not? Why would that stop? That's the bad news. The good news is, how old are you, Ari? 19. 19. The good news is, you're sitting here, and we're talking about it. And we're going to heal. And we're going to learn how to communicate. And we're going to learn how our triggers... Well, I don't want my triggers to transfer. Right? Everyone's going to be all upset. Anyone who saw the game room, I got this. It's like, oh my gosh, in the game room, i got to play pool. i got to realize that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Yes. Yes. D-A-M right. Sorry, but yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny was sitting there doing pull-ups, and I can't let him in. Go for it. Yeah, right. And I told him, I said, get in the base mattress and work in. And he came in to work in. I like that. I still need to work. Why am I still in therapy? I haven't figured it out yet. What am I still doing in therapy? I will, well, why haven't I figured it out? Maybe I'm a bad example. Maybe I'm that messed up. No, I just think that try your hardest. Like chill out, Rabbi. Right. Like, exactly. Try my hardest. And right. What else can I do? Right. Exactly. I so I don't want to be on that team. I love you, Ari. I don't want to be on that team. I don't want to be on the team where the guy says, ah, we're going to win, we're going to win, because if we don't do this, we're going to lose. And then the guy says, listen, listen, guy, we're going out against the uh, whatever team it is, against the Lakers. I'm going to try the best I can. I, I don't want to, I don't want you, I'm not passing you the ball. And that's basketball. That's sports. Take a guy in the gym saying, who's a big gym? Well, everybody here is a big gym guy. Who's, who's from the biggest? Shuey. Right? You want to work out with somebody who's like, yeah, come, let's go work out. We'll try as best as we can. You want a guy, you want a guy who's focused, who's hungry. Yeah. 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 Sports, when I'm trying to make money, when I'm doing everything physical, that is like, oh, you gotta be focused, you gotta be hungry, you gotta be that, is, is so important. Then, for sure, when it comes to my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, my relationships with Hashem, 
I release it with myself. All right, guys. We're not even going to do this for you, Avi. We're not even going to do one. Halacha. Well, Amir will do. Oh, from you told me that. Uh, oh, now we got to do the halacha. Oh. Uh, we can do halacha quickly. We'll do a. We, we did a halacha. Bottom line is, don't talk about anybody else. Talk about yourself. Talk to your roommate about you and him. Don't talk about anybody else. Hashem will help us all have an amazing first day. Oh, one second. I want to say uh, there's a very special person who's been in yeshiva who's leaving Emirat Hashem tomorrow, a big tzaddik. We're going to miss him very much. Yehuda Solash.